I had no idea what happened. As soon as you said, did you hear about the maraschino guy? I got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was going to be something I would love for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel. Tipsy Paddle. Disney Channel. Hey everyone, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the Disney Channel original movies from A to Xenon. I am your host, Brandon Lamuto. You know what? I'm not the host. I am, I am one of many great hosts here, and I should stop saying I am your host. Because, Hi everyone, yeah. I'm your host. <laughs> and Brennan, you're the host too, and James, you're the host too, and uh, Brandon, you're host too. Yeah, I am just one of many great hosts here, and you're Ryan. Oh. Yeah, you forgot your name. <laughs> but that's okay. We're all the hosts of Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. And believe it or not, we have a guest in the studio today. Um, he is a friend of the show, a longtime friend of mine. He and I worked together for many, many summers. Uh, he is a welder by day, decom fan by night. Please welcome Patrick Stanley. Hey, everybody. Hey, Pat. Hi. How you, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We are so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Pat, do you have any history with decoms? Did you ever watch them? Oh, yeah. As a kid, I always watched these ones, especially the original movies. Mm -hmm. Did you have a favorite? Johnny Tsunami. Oh, man. I'm glad that you said that. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're in luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing you showed up today, because (laughs) would you believe it that we're doing Johnny Tsunami for our review in this episode? Oh, my God. Wait, we're doing Johnny Tsunami? Oh, yeah. You didn't know? Did you watch Johnny Salami? I watched Johnny (laughs) Oh, Oh, well. Rats. Better luck next time. You're just going to have to listen along. I'll sit this one out. Okay. Uh, but yes, we're <laughs> reviewing Johnny Tsunami today. Johnny Tsunami is a decom I never saw, but it was clearly very popular amongst, you know, the decom community. Uh, it was made in 1999. It is a movie about Johnny Kapahala, who is a Hawaiian surfer. He's like 13 years old. And his parents uh, uproot him and move to snowy Vermont, where he has to start, you know, living a new life. Um, it's and, very sweet. And is Vermont like Hawaii? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. You see, so Hawaii, it's hot, but Vermont is c- 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 cold. We're going no to have waves s- back there. We're going to have to s- discuss this more. I'm not quite catching you. All right. So, so you know how, how water in like the ocean is liquid here? It's, it's, it's ice, it's solid. You can't surf on that. But before we get to today's science lesson, <laughs> we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. And that reason is because we have alcohol. We have alcohol. Woo! We don't drink it. We just have it. It's just yeah. sitting there. Um, maybe we'll drink it. We'll think about it. Um, so this alcohol is made by James. He makes all the alcohol himself. He distills it. <laughs> yep. That's not true. But uh, you it's make the Pruno, drink every it's, week. It's prison alcohol <laughs> we got hooch yeah you just oh mash up God. a bunch bathtub of bananas gym. yeah you drain your bathtub with a garbage bag and then you put a bunch of bananas in there <laughs> and be careful you might go blind all right eno- <laughs> enough of this james made a fantastic drink he's gonna tell us all about it what'd you make this time funny guy <laughs> I-, I feel attacked i made a pina colada uh, um, I- i've yet to come up with a name for this drink so maybe by the end we'll come up with one. I oh, just you named have one? it oh let's hear it pono colada Perfect. Oh, pono yeah. colada. Nailed it. Nailed it. Because he calls him Pono. Oh, we. Grandpa calls Johnny. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's in the room right now. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, so this is just a, it's a really good pina colada recipe. It's Bon Appetit's. Um, and it's, uh, you just, it's, so it's pineapple that you like freeze and then you throw it into a blender and like, that's your, I added ice to it. I didn't have to do that. Uh, so it's a bunch of pineapple that you freeze and just blend up and then you add a uh, cream of coconut and uh, coconut milk gives it that like little bit of silky smooth texture and then uh, lime, uh, lime juice. And I put a little bit of orange juice and a little bit of extra pineapple juice in there cause I didn't have enough liquid. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, I tried to make so there's a blue Hawaii which is a very similar drink. Uh, I put a little blue curacao in there and it was not enough. So this is like a green Hawaii. <laughs> it's like a Nickelodeon g- Global Guts Hawaii. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you just throw that all in a blender, get it nice and smooth and whipped up, and then it's a nice, refreshing, frozy drinky. To be perfectly honest, I generally don't like coconut drinks, but you really made something work here. I'm glad you like it. And I, uh, Pat just reminded me of the most important part, a maraschino cherry. <laughs> maraschino cherries. In honor Which, of our friend, <laughs> Arthur Mandela Jr., who New was York native. a maraschino cherry magnate. May he rest in peace. <laughs> and a grow operator. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So was he growing maraschino cherries? And he was growing Mara something else. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Damn. he tragically ended his own life when the cops closed in on his pot farm. Well, they oh were they were in Red ins- Hook. Brooklyn. They were yeah. They were inspecting. It was a legal inspection, and they were there for like a long time. And then they smelled something, and like found fake walls in his office, and it was like a grow up. And then he was like, "Excuse me, let me go to the bathroom <laughs> and just end and he, it all." <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that was the that was the subtext of what he told the cops, but that's what he actually did. He didn't need to do that. No, no definitely not. No, he's a. I mean, maraschino cherries. He's like a double trillionaire. They're the biggest cherry ever. <laughs> Name another yeah. cherry. I dare you. Besides yeah, regular cherry um, popping daddies. Mark Cherry, creator of Desperate House. Cherry pop tarts. Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> Will you take my picture? Because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's every cherry. Should we talk about this movie? No, I want to keep talking about Arthur Mandela. Yeah, Jr. seriously. Okay, all right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Arthur Mandela Sr., founded in 1947, Maraschino <laughs> Cherries. I cannot listen to any more talk about Arthur Mandela Jr. I am going to leave. So we watched Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami was great. I, I know we're not, we're not rating it, but I... I enjoyed it. Yeah, I you know I always go into these you know expecting that there's gonna be something that's just awful, like the dialogue is awful or the plot is just stupid. I don't know. I, this I, movie I, made I, me want to snowboard as a kid. Mm, yeah. Uh, did, has anybody here ever surfed? I did no. uh, for the first time in South Africa. I went in 2018, and I stood up on the board once and then never again. But it was cool. Very yeah. hard. It's all you really need. Yeah, and I understood none of the slang of what they were talking about in the you know ten minutes that they talked about surfing. Uh, something about uh, a hook and something about uh, a barrel and uh, I don't know. Pitted. Yeah. Pono. I've never uh, surfed before, but I hurt myself real bad on a snowboard, so I just fell a lot and my ass was sore for days. Mm. So it, How, it's the same thing. Like, is it a big? Is it an easy translation surfing to snowboarding? It doesn't feel like it's the same Not at all. Not according to this movie. Well, in no. snowboarding, yeah, the, the movie s- breaks it down. You steer with your back foot. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. And 
and the that's grandpa, it. That's the grandpa all they can knows say. both. Yeah. <laughs> of course, professional oh my God. both. He's doing flips the first time he snowboards, apparently. <laughs> that, that conversation, though, um, where, where Sam, uh, Johnny's new friend, is telling him, like, yeah, here's the differences between surfing and snowboarding. I genuinely felt like I learned something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have Sam. snowboarded as well, and I am pretty bad at that, too. So maybe the translation is, if you're bad at surfing, you're probably going to be bad at snowboarding, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a probably fair, fair. statement. You just got to get your balance checked first. You I know, don't have the, any the, of ba- that. The balance test that Sam did, too. Oh, uh, right, where he just pushed him. He just right. pushed him. Mm-hmm. Why are you pushing me? <laughs> Checking <laughs> your balance, man. <laughs> so we're in the movie. We're in Hawaii. Uh, it's idyllic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny, Serene. main character, is competing in a surfing competition where his grandfather is highly regarded as a great surfer, but not announcing the competition. He's they just, just like keep mentioning him, but he's just like in the in the crowd. He I mean, laughs so too much. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have to do shit, I don't think. He he probably has some sponsorship money. Or or also he's like a national hero. So he doesn't have to really do anything. He could just hang out at his cabana. Well he is a hero. Liquor, he saved furniture. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a national hero. Yeah. Right. He also just flashes that medallion, that medal he has, wherever he goes, and they're like, oh, come right in, Mr. Tsunami. Right. We should also say, Johnny's name is Johnny. He's not Johnny Tsunami. Right. That really His grandpa me. is Johnny Tsunami. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But not his dad. His, I don't even his know dad his dad's Peter. first name. Yeah. His dad's Pete. Yeah, they didn't name, <laughs> didn't name his dad Johnny, but they named the grandson Johnny. And his I, dad's a little nerd. I've had a lot of problems with nice. a lot of characters in all of the decoms that we've watched so far. This is the 16th one. And <laughs> that Pete is the worst father. I thought I'd Real seen bad. the worst Seriously. fathers in, in, in Life is Rough. I thought he was really bad. Uh, but no, this one is genuinely the worst father. Oh, my he, God. You don't I, even know what his job is either, why they moved. Computers. It was just he like, like school we're going to Vermont to give Vermont internet or something. He was preventing Y2K. He made a program that will tell you what your expected salary is, <laughs> depending yeah. on what profession you chose. And so he types in for Johnny to prove that being a surfer isn't very lucrative. And he gets a salary of $27,000 a year. So I put it into an inflation calculator oh. for today. Mm-hmm. That's $41,000 a year just to be a surfer. Not, not even sponsored. Yeah. One. I feel like between that and like running a board shop or even like being at the grocery store, you could support people. Yeah. 100%. He, yeah. Hawaii the, is expensive. That's true. The dad, it seemed like the dad moved to spite his son. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He Absolutely. Was, he was like, we're moving because I don't like the way you act. I don't want you to be like my father, yeah. Yeah. who's like, the nicest, most accepting person on the planet. Didn't the, want him to hang out with his grandfather. And then when they got to Vermont, he wouldn't let Johnny call the grandfather. That was bullshit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Is, is Pete abusive? Is, is that abusive? Does he so. exhibit abusive okay. behaviors? So I actually have a whole list of what behaviors he exhibits. Pete is autistic. Now I know that we get That's a whole we get a whole story of his wild side when he was younger. We don't get any details. He's a savant. Ser- no, seriously, he has no acknowledgement of social cues. When he sees that his son is alone in the lunch room, he says, "Oh, I should not go talk to him. My my son is sad. I'm not going to b- talk to him and make him feel better." Uh, he's, he shows examples of scripted dialogue and facial cues, oh total lack of emotional understanding, and he's unable to see the perspective of other people around him. You've thought a lot about this. I work with this community very frequently. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. let, let's back up here then. You should have said that he's on the spectrum, not that he's autistic. Or he's a person with autism. Yes, he is on the spectrum. 100%. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. 
but mom's cool. Amazing. Mom is so sweet. Awesome. The voice of reason throughout the whole movie. Yeah. No. Johnny Tsunami. More like Johnny loves his mommy. Oh. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, the mom is like every time, like in sometimes in the background, like you'll see her reacting to Pete being awful and she'll just have a look like, fuck is this guy doing mm-hmm. who did like, i marry yeah who is this <laughs> she tells him to his face who did like basically in so many words who did i marry yeah yeah i thought that was the divorce scene mm. yeah, yeah i, I genuinely thought so many yeah. words yeah mm-hmm. i want a divorce I, when she said i fell in love with the boy in the north shore mm-hmm. uh, yeah oh my god uh, do you guys get I, that i, I thought it was long, long island, island. <laughs> oh <yep. laughs> yeah. billy joel once said you either marry a rich girl from the north shore or a cool girl from the south shore wow. oh that's objectively true guess mm-hmm. where we're from um, <laughs> North Shore, you skiers, <laughs> bunch you of ur- skiers, you're you're guys. Urchins. Yeah. No, you could genuinely Can we compare talk the about shores the of racism Long Island that they have. Yeah, oh, it was thinly the, the veiled. Cast, the caste system, yeah, that the they classism. Have there. I yeah. should have known that that was the direction this was gonna go. The yeah. rich kids versus the poor kids, I mean, snowboarders versus ski. Which snowboarding is a pretty expensive sport. Oh, oh mm-hmm. they yeah. both are. Yeah, those. Do you get those mountain passes? You know, yeah. They go skiing and snowboarding Every after day. school. Every yeah. day. Yeah. Every day. Obviously a pre-Bernie Sanders Vermont we're in. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding out hope. Every minute of this movie that Bernie Sanders was going to make a cameo, he never showed up. Spoilers. Top 1% of the top 1% of skies <laughs> have 99.9% of the mountain. <laughs> let's uh let's define some of these skies. So Skies is like the private school where Johnny's father is employed and Johnny ends up going in Vermont. Sky View, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really he doesn't really fit in because he wears cool shirts under his school uniforms. And he's got a crush on Emily, the headmaster's daughter, who is Xenon, Warrior Princess. Mm -hmm. Kirsten Kirsten Storms, Storms, yeah. Um and then Urchins, is that what it is? The public school. The public school. They're the snowboarders. Mm-hmm. And you know they're everyone's a little racist towards them. Yeah. Also, yeah. did you get like first the skies were racist towards Johnny, and then they just lightly talked about masturbation, <laughs> and then <laughs> the scene was over. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. magazine. Uh, that he was, was like oh. he was like you gotta take it home. You wanted some alone time with the sexy magazine wow. with the Hawaiian <laughs> sexy girl. No way. Yeah. I, oh I was, yeah. I was, I was Look, expecting. I'll point it out. I was expecting uh, shithead Spikehead uh, Brett's little you know crony to like hold the magazine sideways and like watch a page drop down. They go. Like, oh. It's just a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the skies versus uh, the urchins, or as Emily puts it, academy kids ski, public kids bored. Jesus, that's some serious classism right there. Oh yeah, but on the bright side, Johnny does meet Sam, who becomes his best friend really quickly. Sam is yeah. a gem. Um, Sam truly, awesome. Sam and uh, Johnny are two fantastic leads in across the Disney Channel original movie universe. They're Johnny, like, I could see why people like this movie so much because Johnny has so few flaws. He is such a caring, respectful, outgoing kid. He has everything going for him. Even when, like, you know, people are telling him, like, you did the wrong thing, even though he was just looking out for the best possible scenario, he's always like, I know, I'm sorry. I will do everything I can to fix this next time. Like any 13-year-old kid who just saved two two of their friends' lives oh, on yeah. a mountain would be like, "No, I'm glad I did that." But he's like, "I'm sorry, it won't happen again." But he got in trouble 
and apologized for doing something that was one not his fault and two a very good thing for him to have done he didn't push them off the mountain or anything they fell they were they were in a precarious situation and he got help he did exactly what he should have done and then his parents like you're grounded she went down the double black diamond on her own free will Mm -hmm. well johnny's in an abusive situation with his dad so he thinks everything's his fault like that's his flaw what past trauma happened to the dad that is a great question that's what we would have i would have just even if they just referenced the accident like just oh, something, yeah. something. Is, anything. Is it? Is that when Johnny Tsunami Grandpa Tsunami saved someone? <laughs> Did he save Dad? Ooh. Oh. And he's like, I can't ever surf. We can't ever surf. It's dangerous. Saved him from a shark attack. He's got a fake foot. That honestly is very possible because Grandpa Grandpa Tsunami would have definitely said, "You got to get back yeah. on and ride." <laughs> and then Dad was like, "No, I'm going to start a computer business from the middle <laughs> of my living room. We're putting the desk in the middle." <laughs> and for some reason, Hawaii has like the greatest technology. They have to move it to uh, Vermont. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Hawaii, that's Johnny's nickname when he gets to Skyview. So original. Hawaii. Yeah. Yo, Hawaii. Very creative. Hey, the in- Hawaii. The introduction of the characters at Skyview was was pretty on point, though. There, there's Brett the bully, uh, who's who, who's just obnoxious right from the start. Like, clearly just a bad dude. Very mean. Um, and then we figure out that, and you know, we find out that he doesn't know anything about Hawaii. So why is he being rude? But thankfully, Emily knows every single major island of Hawaii off the top of her head and how to pronounce them. I can name maybe three of them just because I do a lot of crosswords, and most of them also, are four-letter names. Johnny doesn't know his geography of Hawaii because when they say we're going to Vermont, he says we're moving east to Kauai. I I looked it up, and Kauai is the most western island of Hawaii. They really didn't look at a map, did they? (laughs) Is that the one where, like, all the natives live on? And it's, like, very secluded? One of the Hawaiian islands is, like, unreachable by white folks like you and I. Speaking of segregation... They're no, called it's howlies. Like, it's actually kind of beautiful. I don't know. There's. Oh yeah, no, that's good listen. segregation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good segregation. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's white people to just kind of take that island or the whole collection of them, keeping the white people out. Imperialism. White people take everything. White people take a lot of things. Anyway, so Sam <laughs> is a public school kid. They meet on a bus, mm-hmm. Johnny and Sam, and uh, you can tell he's public school because he snowboards and because he lives under the airport and because he doesn't have a mom. No, he, he doesn't live under the airport. He lives in a military base, yeah. which is a little oh, different. Is uh-huh. I, I first, I did think that he just lived under an airport and that was how they characterized mm-hmm. it. But no, his dad's like a sergeant who, by the way, no the, mom, a, the actor's name, Kilk Kozart. That is what? not a real name. I noticed that. C-Y-L-K space C-O-Z-A-R-T. I thought it was yeah. just a bad copy that I was watching because it looked like it had been ripped from a VHS tape, but I was like, does it say Kilk? It's Cozart? a fucking Tim and Eric name. Kilk Kozart. Yeah, right. My name, Kilk Kozart. <laughs> I was going to say, that fits very much in the theme of, of Ryan's tweets. <laughs> we don't talk about my tweets here. <laughs> it's okay. I'll never find them. This is a safe space. <laughs> um, so yeah, he meets Sam on the bus, and that's where he finds out that the white people also took the mountain. They took the good side of the mountain, and the snowboarders were relegated to the worst side of the mountain. In case you haven't seen this, Sam is a minority himself. He's black. Yes, he is. Um, and his father is a sergeant, um, and, and he, he calls, moves around a lot. He calls his dad Sarge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's Johnny, like a cool guy though. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Johnny loves Sarge. Super cool. 
Yeah. Johnny loves Sarge. You would think that like the military, you know, it's that's the military what stereotype. Missing. Military stereotype would be like, oh, he's a hard ass. Like he doesn't want his kid going snowboarding because he should be working hard and getting good grades. But no, he's totally cool with his son living his life, and uh, you know, he's he's just a very understanding guy. It's after school one day, and Sarge walks in with it's. I think it's the first time that Johnny's there, and he it's he walks in from work. His son is there, probably should be doing homework, and his dad goes, "Let's go to the movies." <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah. dad. I wonder no what one, movie. Homework does not exist in this world. I'm putting that out there. Ryan I, Ryan I, mentioned that uh, Johnny loves Sam's dad, and that's because I think that's what Johnny was missing. Mm-hmm. Because of his own father dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to agree with you, James, but I can't because there is a mention of homework. And it's uh. it's when what the the one scene with the dad that infuriated me the most when um Johnny comes home from his first day of school after uh skiing <laughs> and he's like, Uh, oh, day was okay. I'm just gonna sit down and do some homework. And then his dad goes, Son, you really ought to be focusing on your homework. Uh, they said that? Yeah. He said, Johnny says, I'm going to do my homework. And his dad goes, son, you really got to, you know, don't don't be king of the mountain just yet. You really got to focus on your homework. Jesus, focus on this conversation. If I was kid, dad? I'd be like, dad, that's what I'm doing right now. Johnny is a saint. I don't mean to quote the Sopranos, but Johnny is a saint. <laughs> also, I want to talk about Johnny's first time skiing. Mm. So... You know, he, he he tells a white lie. He's like, yeah, I've been skiing before because he wanted to fit in, which, yeah, you know, every middle schooler or high schooler is going to do that. And then, you know, he gets on his skis and the, the bullies push him down the mountain. Now, their depiction of being bad at skiing is going full speed down the mountain, through off the trail. Not falling. Not falling and getting all the way to the bottom. I am bad at skiing. The first time I ever went skiing, I was going about three miles an hour down the whole time, and then I couldn't stop from three miles an hour, went right into a wooden post, and fucked up my knee. That is bad at skiing, yeah. not being able to stop when you were going at a walking pace and hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah, they clearly got like an adult, st- well, they're all, all the, like every Disney movie, all the, the people who did the sports stunts are just 55. So I actually, um, t- I tried watching a rip of this movie, um, and I couldn't see any of the stunts. It, everything was like six pixels. So I was like, huh. you know what? I'm actually going to rent this movie. And I'm glad I did in retrospect. But I realized, no, I still can't tell who's doing the surfing because it's still so like filmed, you know, filmed from the shore, zoomed in really far. The <laughs> director the- of this movie is a stunt coordinator. Yes, he is. Oh. His name is Steve Boyum. Uh, he he was a stunt coordinator for many years, and then I guess he took a break from stunts to do this movie, and he did other decoms like Stepsister from Planet Weird and Motocrossed, and then he did a brief return to stunts for the movie You, Me, and Dupree. <laughs> a movie just full of stunts. Tons of stunts. Steve Boyum? Steve Boyum. B-O-Y-U-M. Boyum Rongo? <laughs> Boyum Rongo? I don't understand. Rongum Boyo? Steve Boyo. <laughs> Boyum? Steve Boyum. Boyum. Oh, sorry. Mm. I got carried away there. That's okay. Right. Um, and then it was written by Ann Austin. They also worked together again on motocross. And then she wrote Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures. Indeed. Aren't, aren't you glad you know that now? This movie also had some people that were actors outside of it. Like uh, Johnny Tsunami, the grandpa, is Shang Tsung mm. from the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> yes. Carrie, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. He's He's... Awesome. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he's very good looking for being a grandpa in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, he's got yeah. that real good flow. He's a he's, he's a gilf. He's a gilf. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spit your drink out there, Ryan? Oh uh, no. <laughs> spit take. And then the principal was an actor in a couple other movies I saw on his IMDb, or or what's her name's dad? Emily's dad? Yeah. yeah. Um, Pritchard. Pr- yeah, Headmaster Pratchett. Who or sounded like a Kennedy for some reason yeah, in this movie. Yeah, like, transatlantic mm-hmm. accent. Yeah. Super on. New England. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, Johnny, you, you got to understand. <laughs> yeah. We These guys yeah. have a reputation. Yeah, exactly. He's part of the whole cast system as well. He encourages it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he told Johnny not to be friends with the public school kids. Told yeah. him not to hang out with them because of... As you said, the reputation, the reputation that they uphold. Bullshit. I went to a prep school and I still hung out with all my public school friends. They're here hosting this podcast right now. I'm an urchin. <laughs> I'm a fucking sky and I wish I wasn't. I did grow up on the wrong side of the tracks in our hometown. Though. You literally did. Yeah, I was on the south side, you northy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird classism Are you guys in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Fist fight, like. Brett and Johnny do in the movie? We did that already. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We did that, that before this episode. We do it before every episode. We always ch- pump ourselves up with a nice fight, and uh, I am about eight inches shorter than Ryan, so I always lose, but you know what? It, it, it really gets me going. That's why you're always bleeding when I come over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I'm always holding, holding a stake over my eye. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I had uh, a couple favorite parts of this movie, and one of them was that they... When when they find out that Sam is moving and Johnny is grounded, they fucking just go to Hawaii. Dude, that pissed me off. Really? They, okay, this movie is, they're in Vermont and they're like, there's no indication that they're planning on going to Hawaii. They're just sort of like, we got to do something. And then the next scene is there's a note and they're in Hawaii and you find out that they snuck on an Air Force plane to Hawaii, and we got to see none of it. They were just like, how do we get these kids? Oh, they'll sneak on a plane. They, a military what? transport. A military yeah. transport. These kids are spies. They're superheroes. So even though we don't see it, we, we all know how they did it, right? Come on. Um, we all know how they did it. On the wheel? No. Oh, two guys in a trench coat. Two kids in a trench coat. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. I don't trust like that. Hello, I am Mr. Army General. Hello, <laughs> I'm here to board a plane today. Just taking a routine trip from Vermont to Hawaii. <laughs> right. And like, is that a direct flight? You know, like, are they doing direct <laughs> flights from Vermont to Hawaii? They had you a layover in Peoria. They, just, they fly and then you pull a string and then they push you out of a plane with a parachute like it's a bus. But then they would have only had one because they were two kids in a trench coat. Oh, good point. They'd have to really hold on to each other for dear life. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was weird. I know the stunt coordinator, the director, had this planned, but unfortunately it wasn't in the budget. And then the grandpa just lets them stay, and the parents are like, okay. Grandpa's so cool. So, I mean, Very the parents cool. couldn't really do anything short of just going to Hawaii and bringing them back, but it worked out. The grandpa was right. They stayed for only a few days. Because, you know, they went back and then Sam moved because he was moving at the end of the week. And to Poland. The the week Iceland. Iceland. To Iceland. But the only parent that was upset was Johnny's dad. And then Sam's dad and Johnny's mom were just like, all right. Johnny's mom totally yeah. understood, like, my husband pushed my child away and he went to live with the family member that he loves the most. Like, she, she's obviously very upset, but she totally gets it. Mm-hmm. 
I am surprised that Sergeant Sterling was down with this plan. He was like, are they in good hands? And they were like, yes. Yeah, and they, they were like, okay. That's so it. Right. Good hands. He talks like he's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Oh, my God. He should have played Tommy like Wiseau. Too. Yeah, he should have played Tommy Wiseau in the, in the Disaster Artist. No way. I'm not a big James Franco fan, but he was so good in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I life. can't deny that. All right, so uh, what haven't we touched on yet that's important? Like, uh, we've got Emily trying snowboarding. Emily's she, a fake friend. She is a fake yes. friend. I need to say that. She, she event, at the very end, she, you know, tur- she turns to, to the good side, but she was supporting Brett throughout the whole other part She's of this very movie. very influenced by her friends. Yeah. She was dressing in the matching ski outfits, mm-hmm. the bright yellow ones. She was, like, shunning Johnny and all the public school kids. No, she was complicit in this. Yeah. We have to cut her a little slack because her dad is the headmaster. Well, we definitely don't cut her slack because of that. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I would agree. There's I a lot of strong father. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I She's a little bit brainwashed, too. Yeah. And she, yeah, she was a sky her whole life. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that is a good point. I misunderstood. Born to sky. Vermont <laughs> is a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Snowman. <laughs> Kill them all, 1999. <laughs> 410 billion. This dead snowflakes. This movie reminded me of that skies. episode in South Park where Stan tries to be the king of the mountain. Do you remember that one? I haven't seen that one. If oh. if you French fry when you're supposed yeah. to pizza, oh, you're gonna have Stan a bad Darsh time. Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But it's the same thing, like the mm-hmm. whole race and everything. And yeah, try to be king of the mountain. Mm-hmm. I am glad that uh, I'm glad that Johnny challenged Brett to the race. Like, and it, it was you know there was no malice there. He was just like, all right, let's let's just go for it. And if I lose, then you know things just stay and the, the same. The wager was a bit unfair. Well, that's why that's why Johnny Tsunami, Grandpa Tsunami, jumped in with, with the, the well, you you can win this, the medallion. Mm-hmm. Which he apparently just wears everywhere. Yeah. But Brett agreed. He pulled it out from under his ca- his coat. <laughs> Brett agreed to that wager because I think if he won that medallion, it would totally like spite and hit Johnny yeah. in a very sensitive place. Because it was very clear to him that this was something that meant a lot to Johnny. So mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take like, that yeah. from you. He was only motivated by hate. <laughs> Brett was the perfect prep school villain. He did oh, yeah. this so well, especially he was what, like, how old is the actress? 16 at this time, something. He he, he did very well. And th- this was the first time, or it might have been the first time, it was, I think, the first time of the ones that we've watched, that there was a fight and it didn't get broken up, like, right before it started. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a trend. Like, they actually, like, there were punches thrown yeah. and people got hit in this fight. Like, when the Johnny ski guy a, came up? Yeah, mm-hmm. Johnny took a shot to the face. Yeah, <laughs> and then when Johnny was on the floor, how he got Brett down was just a, a grab of his leg. Yeah. While he was smart. on the floor. He's got that strength, that unknown strength. Pat, I know you have uh, some MMA experience. What would you say, how would you rate this fight? Did they do well? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, this has been uh, Pat's Fight Review. <laughs> the MMA moment. <laughs> Ooh, be- much better name. Thank Actually, you. Actually, shit, is that trademarked? It probably is. I don't know. Fuck, so is fuck Disney. You, Joe Rogan. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Dana that's White. the last trademark that we have to worry about. <sighs> um, so it's the big race yeah. down the mountain. We're there already? Yeah. I, I, g- I mean, what, what, what else is there to talk about? There was, so there was no food fight, there was no basketball. Who cares? There's so little, like, plot in this movie 
Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this whole movie took place within, including the days they're in Hawaii, it's like six days. Yeah. It's very short. And, and Johnny got really good at snowboarding very, very quickly. Immediately. Yeah, yeah no, like, he was He was, he was doing, doing jumps and tricks within like two days. But then also he was motivated by uh, fear and, and determination to save his friends. So that was another another big thing that, that made him really good. That whole scene was so unnecessary. I really liked uh, the the values that Johnny has with like the whole wager with the with the race. Mm-hmm. Basically, he he had he got taught all this like respect and yeah. sharing and love, and like, I really like that. Mm. You know, mahalo, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but also <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> I love that laugh. <laughs> well, Brendan, there's also the the you know their almost dying scene is just the the very obvious parallel between Johnny and his grandpa because the grandpa saved a bunch of people when they were out on the shore, oh. and he saved them when they were out on the edge of the mountain. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Johnny pretty. That's avalanche. the only avalanche. Oh, yeah. oh, I was praying for that scene where he surfed an avalanche, but it never came. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, and he ended a rivalry. A little more budget. Yeah, he ended so ga- a rivalry. Mm-hmm. So, guys, the the tagline of this movie is "The temperature is down, but the surf is up." Guys, the uh-huh. surf is totally not up. They're in Vermont. No. Yeah, <laughs> there's no surfing here. More, more snow than surf. I wish it I was. Vermont is cold, but tensions are hot, hot, hot. Th- <laughs> that would have been so much better. Okay. So let's all go back 20 years in time. Uh, Brennan, you're going to have to call up uh, Steve Boyum, and you're going to have to uh-huh. tell him. Actually, he probably didn't even come up with Hold the tagline. On. Some production okay. office coordinator I'm six. did it. I'm like, Stevie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old pal Mickey Banta. <laughs> Pick me up from school. Pick me up from school. I got an idea. You can't <laughs> rip this. <laughs> You'd be a good movie exec. Thank just, you. Just, for, just on the voice alone. Thanks. For many other qualities, but the voice will get you in. Mm. We had great music in this movie. I really enjoyed the music. Yeah, well, who, who were the Soundtrack band? Soundtrack was on point. A lot yeah. of ska. Um, so the first one, I I shazammed it, and I got uh, I, I forget which is the title of the song and which is the artist, but we have Simon Says Life Jacket. I think Simon Says is the band, but don't quote me on that. Can't find it anywhere. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, then we also had this band that I had never heard of. They're called Jeffrey's Fan Club. <laughs> and that's J E F F R I E S. You know what? I Jeffrey knew knows it. Him. I knew it was Jeffrey spelled like that. When you said it before we started recording, in my just my so third, it's a fan club eye. of the Jeffreys, whatever that means. Yeah, so it's they're not fans of Jeffrey. They're all named Jeffrey, <laughs> and they're a fan of something. They call themselves oh, Jeffreys. Jeffrey's fan club. Oh. Yeah, because there's no apostrophe in that, is there? Yeah, no. It's oh. not a single guy named Jeff. No, they got multiples. Oh. So that song was called Crystal Fifty Two, and I really enjoyed that. I forget That's what scene that was in. That's the name of a drug. <laughs> Sounds like it might have been. It might have been in the uh, the snowboard shop. Uh, yeah, Scott you could be right. Or it was like one of the, the uh, snowboard shop. The snowboard guy. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Oh boy. One more song. Yes, Fastball. One more song. Great two hit wonder. Fastball the way. Awesome song. One of my favorite one hit wonders ever. Excellent. Was that the one that? Was that the one I recognized? Probably. <laughs> I was about to ask. Yeah, mm-hmm. it probably. Uh, I would sing it, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But it's like, oh, I've heard that one. Real quick to the saving scene: Why didn't they use the the snowmobile to pull him out? Why did they use man labor? They had they used to a pull. grown man and a child yeah, to save was, humans. <laughs> there was a snowmobile that they could have just hooked the rope up to, but nope, they, they got a pull. Oh well, um, no Saint Bernards in this movie either. Which is no Beethoven. Real, disappointing. Real All right, the snowboard guy, the sh- the board shop. Yeah. Workshop boy. Yeah. Randy. I, right? Randy. Edison. 
Randy Edison. That was his name. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's we see two like um, shop guys. There's the ski shop guy whose name I don't remember, and there's the snowboard Ronnie? shop guy. Ron- Ronnie sounds right. Yeah, and Ronnie's very you know prim and proper and uptight, and he's got he he looks he looks like uh, he looks like a Brooklyn hipster. He's got very well done, more on top hair, uh, big glasses, uh, funky sweater. Um, and then Randy is, you know, he's got a soul patch and he wears a beanie and a bunch of coats and says radical. Um, so you see the difference between the skiers and the snowboarders, but in a shocking turn of events, and I'm not being surprised. I was genuinely shocked when I found out they're played by the same guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the same actor doing both of them. That's cute. Isn't it? As soon as it was revealed that they were brothers, I was like, Oh, it's probably the same actor. Yeah, I exactly. It was, it was a really good reveal too, because they don't, they, they just hint at it first. And then later in the movie, they fully explain it. But right before the, the big race between Johnny and Brett, both the ski and the snowboard shop guy are up there, and and Sam looks at the two of them at the same time, like does it like a left and a right and a left and right, and he goes, "Wait a second, are you two? And then it cuts to the race, but it that was really well done. Wow. And then later we find out, yes, they were, you know, their brothers, and they split the mountain down the middle when their father died, right? And now no, they're going to reunite. They but. had two separate families. Oh, did they? Yeah. I, what do you mean two separate families? Because like they're brothers. One, like they divorced and one went to go live with the dad. One went to go live with the mom. Oh, yeah. But the mountain oh. was given to them as an inheritance. Oh. But one was super laid back and became the snowboarder. And the other one was super uptight and went to sky. And they <laughs> yeah. kept one side of the mountain skiers and one side of the mountain snowboarders. And they mentioned that at the very last 30 seconds of the movie. So, okay, let's, let's go back. This movie takes place in 1999. Which means 1989 was when they split it. Um, why in the hell did they think that any sort of segregation in the late 80s was a good idea? Especially because it's a very classist segregation. It's definitely not good for business either. No, not at all. I'm sure there were plenty of snowboarders who would have wanted to pay to go down the better slopes. I bet it was Ronnie's idea, that bastard. And why does yeah. he get the better side of the mountain? Because he looks more presentable. That's how classism works. It is. That is how classism works. So the guy that played Ronnie and Randy, I have to show you, he was in another Disney movie uh, with Mm. Paul Walker Mm -hmm. called Meet the Deedles. And (laughs) I'm going to show you guys the poster. Everyone who's listening should definitely look this up. We'll post it on Instagram. amazing. Okay. This dude and Paul Walker have uh, what I can only describe as Huge wave quaffs that are like ocean quaffs. It's like troll hair, troll doll yes. hair. I was going to yes. say Laffy Taffy hair. Yep. Oh, yeah. These are all good descriptions. Yeah, it was probably an Airheads commercial that they just stuck onto this. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Steve Boyum also directed Meet the Deedles. I, the I, scores it gets on like IMDb it, and stuff are so low, I must watch it. Oh, my God. Me too. Let's watch it together. Please. We'll give you, we'll, when we watch this movie, we will give you, our faithful listeners, an update on how Meet the Deedles was. If any of you have seen it, please reach out to us at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel on Instagram and Twitter um, and uh, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Email us, uh, DM us, PM us, do anything, please. Isn't one of our accounts just at Tipsy Panel? Oh, right. Yeah, the Twitter is just at Tipsy Panel, but I'll change it. I, I, I want consistency. So Said that I will last change it. time. Yes, I, I apologize. I'll, ch- I'll change them. Bonus content. Let's tape an episode where we all watch it together. Ooh, that would be fun. And we'll take 
hallucinogens. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's all drop some DMT and and watch Me, these beat, ocean-haired men do surfing things. Beat the Beatles. <laughs> all right. Oh, it's a play on Meet the Beatles. Oh, I I just got it. <laughs> oh, okay. God. Anyway, I, I think we're towards you know. Yeah. It's the time only for uh, f bomb. Decom f bomb. Yeah. So my decom f bomb. You want to uh, explain what it is real quick? Oh yes, absolutely. Thank you, Brennan. Um. So yes, the decom f bomb is uh the one place in each Disney Channel original movie where we feel it would have been best if one actor said fuck, if they were allowed one fuck word. Where where would they say it? Um. My personal choice was uh what was we already talked about it but it was when johnny gave um that other kid the magazine and was just like oh here yeah you can give it back to me when you're done with it and then he would have like folded it up and be like fuck yeah and then yes. just ran away and then we never saw him again until the end of the movie that yes. would have been great brandon what's yours um there's a scene with johnny and somebody i don't remember who and they're talking about how they've like fallen off skis before and they said that they were bonsai'd, and then Jami goes kamikazied, slightly racist. So I think that guy yeah. who was talking to him should have been like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's a good one. Uh, I think I would have the F-bomb come when Pete is trying to gaslight his wife, Michelle, and he says that she's being melodramatic, oh, which yeah. is a really like cutting and like terrible insult. Mm-hmm. As she just would have been like, Fuck you, Peter. Yeah. And then walked away. We wouldn't need anything else. That that should have been it. Yeah, his name does change from Pete to Peter in the middle of the movie, which I know, like, not a big deal, but uh, it feels kind of weird. It was a it was a sad dynamic that they all had. That was yeah. a bummer of a family. Marriage on the fringe. Yeah. Do we have another decom F-bomb, James? Uh, I would have liked when Johnny goes skiing for the first time. And as he's rolling down the mountain, like a shot where he's <laughs> far away and then gets closer to the camera, and you just kind of hear like a. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pat, do you have a decom f bomb? Uh, yeah. When um, when Pete's on the phone with the grandpa, and he just goes, "You need to send them home," and he just goes, "Whenever they're ready." He just goes, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that too. Fuck. Um, good one. <laughs> that is a good one. The only other note I had about this movie is that everybody starts for the, the final race at the top of the mountain, and then they ski or board down, and then everyone's already at the bottom. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. How'd they get there so S- fast? Super fast ski lift. I, yeah, that's and not even a ski lift. They took a their, slide. Maybe they put all their boards and skis on and beat them. <laughs> Maybe that, that they should have been racing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one wanted to tell Johnny or Brent, but they're the worst skiers and snowboarders yeah. in town. <laughs> We're gonna put and the two like, slowest people. Yeah, they're like, let's just make them feel okay, guys. <laughs> then they get down. They're like, you know, just kind of like sideways, born. Yay! Good job. You did it. You both win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Johnny! Johnny wins, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Oh, well, I would have said it's obvious, except we have seen a decom where the main character doesn't win, i.e. Come million on, cook-off. Brink. Well, Brink, no, he wins. I know. Yeah, he wins. Uh, I just wanted to sing it. <laughs> Come on, Tsunami. Um, but yeah, uh, there's also a sequel to this movie, and I'm excited to watch that one because... What you is know, that it, called? Johnny Kapahala Back on Board. Oh. So I, I assume oh. they're back in Hawaii, yeah, and it's surfing? now a surfing. Or I assume so. Could it be skateboarding? 
Oh, it could be. Because do they have a skateboarding? No, they do have a skateboarding movie. Do they? I don't remember. I'm Come on, pretty Brink. sure they do. That's rollerblading it's and you know it. So snowboarding <laughs> is to skateboarding as skiing is to rollerblading. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because cool. they got the one and the, and then the, the two. And the twos, yeah. The, so Basically. what would be, why don't we have a two-footer surfboard? <laughs> Good question. And guys, where does the monoski fall into all this? As, oh, my God. I didn't know. Now. As yeah. Brent says, this is one of my favorite Duh, lines. Water skiing. Duh. Oh. Duh. Wakeboarding, water skiing. <laughs> Duh. Okay, sorry. As Brent says, his whole explanation of skiing is he goes, skiing is two boards, poles, no tattoos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was very classist. Yeah, extreme. Everything they say is thinly veiled. Oh, yeah. No tattoos. Yeah. Oh, we get what you mean, Brent. Do we rate this movie now? Is it time? Okay. Anyone else have any other notes? No? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Who wants to start? I will start. I didn't like it. Sorry. I thought it was kind of boring. I think when James said that it, there wasn't a lot of plot, I was like, yeah. Kinda. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, I was going to give it a thumbs up coming in, but uh, you know, the more we talked about it and the more we ripped it apart, I was like, yes, yeah, is pretty campy. And I mean, there's a lot of good messages in there, but you know, Pete rubbed me the wrong way. And you know, it ended up okay. But uh, yeah, still, thumbs down. Guys, I'm shocked. Uh, James, go ahead. I need to hear your opinion first. I'm. Um, Gonna go. Okay, so I was watching it the first half. I was like, fuck, oh, this thing sucks. But I gotta say, yes, there's no plot. But it is some of the best character and like real dialogue of any of these movies that we've watched so far. Like the moment where Johnny Tsunami is talking to Pete and he's like, Do you remember when you didn't want to surf and I didn't make you? He's like, Because I knew that like I should just let you, you know, be you and like not force you to do it. Like it was real stuff. And like the first time you see parents have a fight that the kid's like not there, that seems like it might go poorly. It was just like different in that way. So I thought that was good enough to overthrow the fact that it takes place in seven days and it's shot like an action movie and, and nobody, whatever. Mm. I, I, I got to give it a thumbs up. I agree with you, James, on all counts. Um, yeah, I mean, when, when did any of these movies really have a strong plot? I think this is enough. There's, there's a divide, and Johnny breaks that divide. There are, there are plenty of feature-length movies that you know don't have as much of a plot as this. Looking at um, you, Easy Rider, Jack hey. Nicholson. <laughs> a movie I love that has no plot. <laughs> Johnny Capahala is so far the greatest leading man we have seen in any of these movies. I remember thinking that uh, Brink was a good, had a good leading man, but we also, Brandon, you really broke down how he, you know, was very selfish and, and rude to his friends and just not really that great. Johnny Capahala is through and through a great guy. And it is because of him that I give this movie a thumbs up. I really enjoyed that he was, you know... He's a role model. He is a role model. And I, I think that any child would benefit from watching his performance in this movie to see how to be respectful and graceful and just all around a good guy or girl. Anybody can learn from these lessons. Pat, you're the tiebreaker. Oh, this is a this is a, a big um not an oh it's an onus to fall on you. This is you 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 are really deciding the fate of this movie in the eyes of the DCTP. I liked it. 
<laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I mean, this this movie, I, I watched this movie over and over as a kid. Cause, and it's just got snowboarding, surfing, and uh, friendship. <laughs> the three things you need in life. Yeah, I feel like I definitely would have liked it as a kid had I seen it as a kid. But you know, I didn't. I never seen any of these, so this is the first time seeing it. I'm an adult, and I'm like, this is, you know, I just have to watch. I have to get through this. It's pretty but short too. I all, all of them are yeah. like between eighty and ninety. So Mercifully, they all are. You said yeah. sixteen episodes. We've done six. This is our sixteenth episode. If they're all ninety minutes long. That is twenty four hours. Oh my god! Yeah. It is, yeah. We've we've watched pretty much a day's worth of decoms. Just watching, and then we sit and talk about it like this. Yeah. So oh we've we've put in together like just a combined total of well over two days of just watching and prepping and job talking. Job yeah. For a week. It's pretty great, and I'm there's no group of people I'd rather do it with. You know that sweet music that always plays in the background of, of you know, that heartwarming was, was scrubs. Sitcoms. Yeah, it was scrubs. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a reference! Wow, that was good. <sighs> so yeah, um, that's Johnny Tsunami. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I think this was a very fun one to review. Thank you, Pat, for coming. Thank you so much. Yeah, dude, no Thanks, Pat. We understand that you're a fan of the show. You've listened before. I am. You guys uh, helped me get through my surgery. I was laid Aww. up for like oh, eight months. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. Jeez. Well, we're glad that you're okay, and we're glad that you're here. Yeah. And thank you for coming. Yeah, no problem. It's my mm-hmm. first podcast. Oh my god, that's Yay. exciting. Uh, so this is the time where we ask our guests if they have any plugs. Do you have any plugs, Patrick? Uh, not really. You can follow my uh, uneventful Instagram at Stanley Yelnats ninety two. Ooh, very fun. The 92. Are you 92 years old? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it. That's obviously what that meant. Um, we actually do have one other plug or one other thing to talk about. I can't really call it a plug, but it is something important to discuss, in my opinion. Um, so in researching this movie, I found out a lot about the different actors, and easily the most upsetting discovery from researching was that Lee Thompson Young, the actor who played Sam, and he was a Disney star in the famous Jet Jackson, he had other successful careers in TV, he took his own life in his apartment in 2013. He was 29 years old. It's really sad, and I was devastated to hear it because I really liked his performance in this movie. Um, Young suffered from bipolar disorder, which is a mental disorder surrounded by a long history of misunderstanding and misrepresentation in the media. And in the wake of his passing, his mother and sister founded the Lee Thompson Young Foundation, quote, dedicated to erasing the stigma associated with mental illness, advancing holistic health treatments, and improving the lives of all those impacted, unquote. They have a bunch of programs. They have MIND, Making Informed Decisions About Mental Health, which is offered in Atlanta area schools to teach children honestly about mental health issues. They have the Emotional Resilience and Training Program, which teaches participants about emotional intelligence and mental awareness. And they have the Youth Mental Health First Aid Program, which teaches everyone how best to uh, care for someone in the midst of experiencing a mental health crisis. All really important things. We all think it's a great cause, which is why we have donated $75 to the foundation in the name of the Tipsy Panel. Uh, we have a budget of $0 for the show, so this is just out of pocket for us. It's something that we cared about and decided to do. And if you are fortunate enough to have something to spare, we would encourage you to do so as well. Um, really, we would encourage you to contribute to any cause that you support You know, in this wackadoodle crazy world that we're living in. Um, but you know, we have a platform, and we are grateful enough to be able to use it. Um, 
I think it's worth pointing out, they didn't ask us to do this. We're just doing this out of the kindness of our heart. Um, my bottom line here is no one should ever feel compelled to such drastic measures, especially when the worlds of medicine and psychology have made so many advances in helping sufferers of bipolar disorder manage their manic depressive states and live happy and healthy lives. We just got to talk about it, guys. You know, truly, it's really yeah. important. That's it, and that's what this organization is promoting: the Lee Thompson Young Foundation. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you uh, and us decided to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think this is a great thing for us to do. The first really, you know, uh, the first notion of activism on the show, which is <laughs> nice. Everyone should be active in this political climate. Hell yeah! Talk mm -hmm. to someone. Brothers mm. and sisters. Reach out to a friend that you haven't <laughs> talked to in a long time. Email us yeah. at Disney Channel tipsypanel at gmail.com. I know that kind of sounded sarcastic, but I'm serious. I There's was four say of the us. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. You can say whatever you throw whatever word salad you want in there. It's mm -hmm. totally cool. We are a very unjudgmental group. I know that from experience because I've known these goons for years and years and <laughs> I'm a you know, bit of a mess. So <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. I speak for myself. <laughs> nope, nope. Definitely all of us. Yeah. But there's power together. Yeah. God bless this mess. Glad to have you guys. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Um, that's our episode. Uh, tune in the next time uh, for our review of the next movie, whatever that will be. You'll yeah. find about that. You'll find out about that soon enough if you follow us on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. And yeah, there we go. I'm going to say it in like 30 seconds. Oh, okay. So just hold tight. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. So everybody stay tuned after the musical break and you will hear Ryan tell you what the next episode is going to be. And All right. And goodbye. Good night, Bob Iger. <laughs> good night, Arthur Mandela. <laughs> good night, Dad. Arthur Mandela should have talked about it. He should have confided in somebody. Yeah. In all seriousness. No, he like, should have. He didn't have to blow his brain. He didn't have time, though. Tune into the next episode of the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, where we'll discuss Cadet Kelly with Katie Cavino, 